0: Welcome to the Big Mike Fun Podcast, where you learn about advanced wealth-building strategies from real estate investing to creating massive ROI and secure retirement profits. So pour yourself a cup of coffee, grab a notepad, and lean
1: in, because Big Mike has got the mic, starting now. Welcome to the Big Mike Fun Podcast. I'm the Big Mike, Mike Zlatnik. Today, it is my distinct pleasure and a privilege to welcome Mike Fitzgerald, uh, to the show. Hi Mike.
0: Hi Mike, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. How about you?
0: Doing fantastic. Great to be on the show, Big Mike.
1: Thank you. Yeah, uh, Mike Fitzgerald is a close friend, uh, brother from the Collective Genius, Mastermind, and uh, my partner in the Dream Fund. So it's certainly great to have you. And he is, now I'm going to use this political term, I hope, I'm not going to offend people uh, on the left. Um, but he's a Donald Trump as a real estate investor, not a president. Donald Trump of Hagerstown, Maryland. Uh, that,
0: that's what people tell me. You know, famously, I was on the paper um, saying it said local developer on the front page wants to make Hagerstown great again.
1: Yeah, it's um, you. You own a you know. I want to say half the town, maybe not half the town, but significant amount of real estate in Hagerstown, Maryland. And I had the pleasure of coming out. Uh, now I know where it is on the map. It's a small town. But it's an important town, and you're not that far from D.C., right? How far is this?
0: Not yeah, far from D.C. The population of Hayter's is around 70,000, and we have a ton of um, urban improvement and development projects going on to the tune of over 100 million over the last couple of years. Actually, since you saw the building that uh, my notable tenants include uh, the Chamber of Commerce, Century 21 mm-hmm. Real Estate, CNB Bank, and um, since you've been down here, they completed a forty million dollar project connected to my professional arts building, where uh, the chamber of commerce is. So you know, uh thriving. It's it's, hub, it's it's considered a hub city because of it, its unique access to highways, railroad tracks, seventy-eight-one. So you know, I'm very I'm very positive on Hayerstown. I have over uh, three hundred units here and a hundred thousand square feet of commercial space.
1: That's great to hear. Yeah, it's it, it is interesting how. The proximity to major metropolitan areas uh, revives uh, cities and towns. Too many people just prefer a life of a smaller town. They don't mind commuting as long as they can deal with traffic. They don't mind commuting I into a big a city. A lot of people in
0: actually, we have an interesting problem here right now. Um, I, I recently served on the executive committee for the Economic Development Commission, uh, one of the youngest people ever on it. And uh, when there was a waiting list for 90 people, he invited me on. But to make a long story short, we did a study. And there's over 7,700 more skilled jobs in Washington County than there are people to fill those jobs, including government contractor jobs. Most of them, you know, pretty good pay. And um, with that being said, Washington County has been Maryland's number one growing county the, late, uh, the last eight years, uh, GDP-wise and job growth wise
1: yeah, it makes a lot of sense, and and, and what comes down to, uh, it's the cost of living in a big city and a quality of uh, of life, and that's why uh, the commute works. In, in New
0: York, you're lucky to get a nice apartment for eight for eight hundred. I'm about to buy a castle for eight hundred because I think it's going to triple in value in the next couple of years.
1: Yeah, well, in Manhattan, for eight hundred thousand, I don't know if you can buy a big closet or something, but. Uh,
0: <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. You know, In like D.C., you're lucky to get a row home for a million dollars now, and I'm buying a 9,000-square-foot uh, stone castle and watch me. Yeah,
1: amazing. That is certainly amazing. <laughs>
0: yeah, I would never move in a house that big. I, I wanted a condo, but I, I, the town 18 miles over, that same house would be $3 million, and I know it's going up, so I figure I'll move in it for a year to uh, wait till the value doubles and then sell it.
1: It's certainly cool to live in a in a castle. Uh, I don't know how much maintenance and upkeep you, you you gotta have. That's that's one of the considerations.
0: The really updated. I call it a castle. But it's a stone house of 1812. It's really exciting. I started here in a one bedroom apartment with about ten thousand um, dollars. Well, 16 years ago in March, and if you would have had at, at the time, I thought you know if I own 10 rental units, you know that would that would be amazing. I never thought I'd be where I'm at today, but you know. Um, uh, being on point, never short selling anything, never modifying any loans, always being on point with lenders, uh, you know, it's amazing what you can do, so, you know, it's, it's really a, a
1: dream. So, on that point, um, what's been the formula to your success in real estate? Is there a secret sauce, or some, some, some advice or, you know, one, the, 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 the number one thing that that's been um, driver of your success?
0: T- taking action, not accepting no, and just doing it. You know, I, it took me three years before I worked with a bank, and I, I was just in a bank recently, and a woman said, "You remember when you came in 15 years ago? Um, everybody said I tried to get you alone. She said everybody said you were too young, but you never amount to nothing." And uh, she broke out laughing because of course, you know, I'm Washington County Young Professional of the Year. I have major assets here, but you know, I didn't accept no. I just kept moving forward. So I'd say taking action. Moving forward, not accepting no for an answer, and you know, now after uh, paying off approximately north of $100 million in debt since, since I started real estate, I understand deals, and one of my favorite things in life is looking at deals and seeing how they work, and um, to me, um, that's, why, you know, that's why we started the dream fund. Because it, it's really, you know, you lend money for years and, and me, I borrowed money for years and, and it's one of my favorite things, looking at deals. So it's, it's nice to be able to look at deals and uh, see, the, see the significant downside protection and, um, and make money as a fund manager. So now that's, in the future, probably what I'll do. Right now I have an active wholesale company. I rehab very little anymore. I used to rehab more than 50, 60, 70 homes a year. Um, now we, we pretty much wholesale but in the future I just plan to buy maybe one big asset a year and be a fund manager so I'm excited about that
1: yeah that makes sense <laughs> rehabbing is hard for sure I, I don't want to rehab and, and many people I, I, today
0: I'm, uh, glad to, I'm glad to lend to a tier one rehabber that has uh, you know 50% equity but on me uh, I, I've rehabbed hundreds and hundreds of homes and I, I, it's, uh, it's uh, it was time to put that down
1: Yeah, it takes a lot of work, and now it's one of those markets where uh, hard to find quality contractors. The prices are uh, have gone up for the materials and for the um, for the labor, and uh, it's hard to buy right too. So rehab projects. It's ten
0: percent unemployment rate with people being added to the workforce. It's uh, it's really um, uh, you know, I, I we've never experienced any an economy like this. So. You know, I, normally I would think a recession is coming, but the economy is so strong with more jobs being added than expected. You know, I think we're quite a couple of years out. But um, as, a, as a safety net on the fund, we're lending as if we're going into a recession to a lot of turkey guys and, and, and really safe things. That's
1: right. That's right. That, that's a key consideration. I mean, on a fund level, fund managers, one of the um, questions that that comes across today is your fund prepared for a downturn if the economy turns? I don't think anybody's worried if the economy will continue to do well. But if there is a recession, uh, then as a fund manager, the question is always to us, how prepared are we uh, yes. to deal with um, economic downturn? And um, I'll let you speak on the subject. Um, I, I certainly think of the downside protection, the deals, obviously, being a first lien lender, uh, senior on a capital stack. Is a uh, one of the most defensive investments. Well,
0: the the strategy is really what's golden here. Mike. I mean, to be in so many real estate masterminds with the best guys in the country, to be looking at the person first, checking the quality of person, it's just a brilliant strategy. And then we're going in. You know, a lot of these guys are using banks, we're using private lenders, but on their, you know, they're they're opportunistically buying. So you know, when they're buying a five million dollar asset for two million, or a ten or, or a ten million dollar asset for five million. The downside protection is just huge. The market can drop forty percent, and I still feel very strong. You know, I, I've invested several hundred thousand of my own money in the fund, and that's because I, I, I don't I don't think there is stronger downside protection. I mean, I, in the market, you might go up 20 percent a couple different years, but I, I don't think it's as consistent as our funds. You know, we target ten to twelve percent. We've slightly surpassed that last year, and um, you, you know, I'm I'm very excited about the future. I, I think. Um, I, I think our investors are going to keep winning, and uh, super, super excited.
1: Yeah, makes sense. Um, people, selecting people first is is the sort of the, the the key consideration. At least in our business, it's all about relationships. Um, it's not a guarantee to success, but it's, it's certainly a strong uh, indicator to work with the best people. Uh, who are able to solve problems, take their projects through their life cycle. and, oh, and get. I, I,
0: I've seen tier one guys in the bad markets. you know, I started in 04. I made it through a recession, but, and I paid all my 12-15% interest, but it wasn't easy. And you'll find tier one guys, when the market goes down, number one, I feel protected in the deal. And, you know, I hate to say this, but a lot of the deals I'd like to take back, I'd like to own as a real estate investor, but I, I don't want to, I want them to do well, but you know, part of me sees it as this great deal, but also a tier one guy is most likely to pay back the private lenders first and to get through a recession. You know, a lot of the guys we lend to have been through a recession and they're actually preparing as if they're going into one, so I feel very comfortable. You know, I've been through a recession. I learned a lot of lessons. Like, I was selling half duplexes in 2005, 6, and 7 for 150 tours down from the Salvation Army. Two years later, those half duplexes were in foreclosure and sold for thirty thousand a piece When I sold them for one hundred fifty, so the market can change. So it's all about where you're lending to. So what we're doing is we're looking at the area. We're looking at you know how far it dropped last recession, and um, really taking taking significant steps to um, to make sure that our guys are safe and super happy throughout the years.
1: Yeah, yeah, conservative okay. underwriting. Again, starting with the person has to going into the assets and then deciding how much money to put there. So well, it's I all. Like, uh,
0: you can recommend an investor. It can recommend a rockstar deal, but our underwriters have to go through and approve everything first. You know, it's really nice safety nets. And yeah, it, um,
1: makes a lot of sense. Um, so, uh, what do you think? Um, is coming. I mean, I, I know it's hard, and, and I like to crack the joke about the crystal ball. The crystal ball broke a long time ago. I can't find another one for sale. Uh, but it, it, it would be good to speculate a little bit. Um,
0: I think we're due for a recession, but I don't think we're going to get one for another two years. The reason being, I think they're going to legalize marijuana federally, which is going to uplift the market. And I think we've got a very aggressive uh, president, I'd say we're. I'd say if Trump, Stays in office, he says. The rest of us business has been with interest rates and uh, 16,000 new manufacturing uh, new manufacturers coming. Um, you know, we just China just lifted 75 billion in tariffs. I, I, I'd say, you know, we're, we're, we're probably one to two years out. But um, we looking at the market and looking at the crystal ball, you think we would have already hit? So you know, we got to win like we're in our session now, just to be careful.
1: Interesting. Um Perspective. I I don't <laughs> I don't know how exactly uh, to connect legalizing or, or or marijuana in many states to economic prosperity. But it's certainly interesting uh, observation. But uh, as far as the uh, economic Trump's environment, go, go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: It's Trump's Trump card.
1: Well, Trump's I, tru- <laughs> so you're saying the Trump's Trump Trump card is weed, right? Is that the uh,
0: predict that as soon as the market starts to falter during the election, they legalize it.
1: Okay, I guess it's going to make people happy at least to uh, <laughs> take care of the, uh, of the happiness yeah, issue.
0: Just disclose, our fund is not, in, uh, the Dream Fund is not invested in any need. We're a real estate-based fund, but um, it is an interesting perspective. It's a new world we're living in.
1: That no, makes sense. Uh, so l- listen, we can invest in a land uh, that can be used for cultivation. I mean, we, we're not cultivating, but if we do real estate, theoretically speaking, we could invest in the right. uh well, that's the, an
0: operator, you know. I, I like investing in good operators. It's all about who the operator is, and uh, you know their ability to take action and their track record.
1: Yeah, it makes a ton of sense. I mean, I, I think we great minds think alike. I, I think a lot. I think along the same lines. Uh, It it comes down—it's at Warren Buffett's um, kind of teachings, the basics of the value investing. You, uh, Warren Buffett, does uh, something in the little reverse direction. He finds which companies to buy, for what price, and then puts the right people to run them. I think we operate—we find the people, look at their projects, and then decide how much capital to invest. But conceptually, it's a very, very similar um, uh, enterprise. Uh, So let's talk a little bit about Hagertown. So, do you think we have great opportunities to invest uh, from Dream Fund or, or other in, in the Hagerstown? Because we, we've chatted about this in the past. I think
0: Hagerstown's on its way up. I think it's hard to, I think a lot of people in Hagerstown got hurt in the last recession because city center wasn't strong. Now you have a Cultural Trail, six hundred uh, kids with Barbara Ingram School for the Arts, number one one of the top two art schools in Maryland. University of Maryland system downtown. that was one hundred fifty kids at the time, Now it's going to eight hundred hundred student dorms going downtown or hundred million projects and have duplexes and rentals are still about 50% of where they were in 07, unlike most areas. So yeah, I do think there's a, I do think there's about to be a significant uptick.
1: And I remember where, when I was there, we were driving around and, and you were pointing number of buildings and interesting opportunities. And I think we, we need to continue the discussion, uh, cause the sounds to me, it's a very, uh, Vibrant town. I mean, it's your it's your home, home sweet home, uh, and you know, kind of, you know, every street, you know, where the opportunity is, uh, and that's important. It's important to to, to see the economic trends and, and know where the hidden gems are.
0: It's definitely you know. when I was um, when I was, it's going to sound bad, cause some people say I look pretty young, but when I was younger, I just buy buildings anywhere. Now. <laughs> I pick and choose and, you know, I really pick the gems out. Uh, And like I said, eventually I'm geared towards being a full-time fund manager and just doing big projects. But right now, knowing we're probably in for 100% gain, you know, I've had the highest selling condos in Frederick, Maryland since 2014. The interesting thing about that is Frederick, Maryland's been named uh, the top small city in the nation uh, three of the last 10 years. I sold um, two bedroom condos for 730,000, one for 630. I've had the highest selling condo of two boutique projects since 14. The reason I'm saying this is because a half duplex fixed up in their city center goes for 700,000 dollars plus.
1: In location, right? and That's
0: duplex is 80,000 dollars. <laughs> so I mean, it, it's only 18 minutes away. In um, arguably, Hagerstown in the past was a hub city. So Warner Brothers is in four locations, and Frederick was just a small farming community. You know, I have a good read on the market, and I'd say we're in for a good uptick. You know, we have a lot of jobs right now. We have the county and city working together. We're about to build a $40 million stadium. We have a hundred million in projects. You know, it's very exciting. And speaking of that, Mike, there might be a chance. I'm working on getting a 95-unit deal downtown to completely turn into high-end uh um, uh, I wouldn't invest with the dream fund because I don't want to invest with my deal, but your other funds, the Temple Opportunity Fund. Um, I'm looking to put together a state, federal, and city partnership. Um, so I'm looking for the state and feds to put up a million apiece and the city to put up 250000 And I'm looking to do a pretty cool deal downtown if I can make it work.
1: Yeah, well, people, y- you could do it because you have great relationship with the mayor, with the governor. You have, you, you've been recognized I think by both of them.
0: Uh, I've got $800,000 in the last four years. State, city, and feds have given me $800,000 for my projects.
1: Yeah, I would love to hear about this project when you actually but get I it.
0: Have to, but I don't have to pay back, which I think is pretty credible because, you know, it's very hard to get the federal government and state to commit to a project. They do it because I'm a proven developer and I have a proven reputation. You know, for, for, for rental rate checks to me, because I don't have to pay the money back. I, I don't pay the money back. I literally got $250,000 check. They, they wrote me 800,000 checks based on my credibility. And also, you know, um, that's why I have a credibility website, which, which we can put on the podcast. But I have center recognition, congressional recognition to governor and state of Maryland, uh, thanking me for doing business in the state. I've been sworn in the city to make code changes. Um, you know, so I'm not saying this to brag. I'm saying this because hard work will get you anywhere if you believe in yourself and then you stick with it.
1: And that's a great advice, uh, for sure. Uh, I think your perseverance and, and your your action-taking um, and your drive has been certainly a recipe of your success. What is the credibility website? Where would people go if they wanted to uh, see who's Mike Fitzgerald? Is there a good credibility site?
0: Um, absolutely, i got a great credibility site. Um, what I'll do, Mike, is it, it's it's www.michaeltfitzgerald.com and it's password protected. The password's ABC. And I'll actually, I'll get get that to you in writing so you can uh, see it and put it on the the podcast.
1: So it's Uh, www.michaeltfitzgerald.com.
0: Yes. And And, and the
1: the password is ABC, lowercase?
0: uh, Correct. You know, the reason his website came about is because I was with a uh, former uh, three-time congressman uh, presidential candidate, John Delaney. And John said, Mike, you have so much credibility at your age. People are going to look at you and say, he's full of shit. There's no way this guy has all his credibility. So come up with a credibility website. That way they see it so they know it's real. Because, it, it, and, you know, that was really his idea. So I got that advice from a presidential candidate. That's why I have the website.
1: Yeah, that's a great idea. So uh, <laughs> we're back in the presidential cycle. He was in the previous presidential cycle, right? No, this one. Oh, this one. He was not this presidential. He
0: dropped out of the race in Iowa. He is um, the most conservative, uh, middle-of-the-road Democrat. And he was the most middle-of-the-road Democrat in the House, one of the two most middle-of-the-road. You know, I, I don't really – although I vote a lot of times Republicans, I, I don't always vote party lines. I vote on who I believe in.
1: That's actually yeah. a great point. The, uh, uh, the person matters, especially if they are sufficiently independent uh, and they, they have great um, individual thinking. But what's, what's really amazing, uh, I mean this in a bizarre way, it still boggles my mind that today extreme candidates seem to dominate the environment. So, Trump. He's sort of heavily on the right side. And Bernie Sanders, who's leading the Democratic pack, is heavily on the left. And John Delaney, who was right down, down the middle, you just can't get through the primary. when If you're Democrat if caucus,
0: because he said stuff that made sense. The guy makes so much sense. It's incredible. He, he, you know, I'm a Trump fan, but Delaney would have been great, too. I mean, he's a really smart businessman. You know, he started out with nothing and built a company to $400 million, I sold it for $400 million, and then sold the company for $800 million. The guy's really, he's one of the most brilliant people I've had, the pleasure of us sitting down talking with meeting
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a difficult time now for middle-of-the-road people. They don't seem to um, appeal to the um, extreme, and extreme on both sides seem to be dominating um, – the uh, each party and right, get I the, think
0: vote for who you believe, in. vote for who you think is going to do the right thing.
1: Yeah, interesting. Anyway, um, we, we
0: violated the rule, Mike. You're never supposed to talk politics on
1: podcasts. <laughs> yeah, well, by the time it airs, hopefully, uh, I mean this is going to be old news at this point because it does take a time, a little bit of time for the podcast to uh, to come out, and um, we're not, you know, I'm, I'm right down the middle, and I, I wish there were candidates that are very. Um, sort of middle-of-the-road folks but
0: they're, uh, they're, they're a rare breed nowadays
1: that's right so um any other feedback advice for real estate imp- entrepreneurs uh, investors uh, i certainly love your um, your thoughts on your own success and the action-taking uh, attitude and and persevering and not being uh worried about uh the no or or, or, or any kind of rejection so, so, any other I, thoughts to investors or entrepreneurs?
0: I want to see some advice. You know. I called a rental and had in the newspaper, and he told me I sounded like I'd make a better real estate investor than in Ringo out his house. He told me about the real estate clubs in D.C. and Baltimore. Three months in, I had my first uh, deal. And it's been a fun road. I've, I've done extremely well. But uh, one thought that I try to keep on the forefront of my mind when I write it's not about what makes you happy for a minute. It's about what, what keeps you fulfilled for a lifetime. So take a lot of action and think about what's important to you and uh, and uh, just do it. And things will happen. You'll be successful. And uh, I believe in you.
1: Yeah, yeah I appreciate it. Uh, that's a great wisdom. It's what makes you happy for the lifetime, not the short. So have a long-term perspective rather than a short-term view. It's so. the
0: struggle with every human on Earth because humans – are um, automatically pulled towards what makes them happy for the day. And they don't really think about what keeps them fulfilled the a lifetime. And, you know, it's even a struggle with me. So, you know, I, I, um, I have it written down. and I look at that quote every day. And as far as I'm concerned, I made the quote up. because I, I didn't look it up anywhere. It's something I came up with. Actually, one day on the phone with you. And now I've been uh, being, being a little bit religious about uh, reading it every day. I got it, I got it on my mirror at home. So I see it every morning. I brush my teeth.
1: Yeah, that, that's that's interesting perspective, Mikey. We are out of time. Any, any other thoughts? Final. Um, if folks wanted to get to, to um, get a hold of you, reach out with any questions. Uh, uh, obviously, for Dream Fund, it's DreamFundInvestments.com. Uh, but any other websites, your, your personal credibility website is there another way okay. to get a hold of you? Call
0: me in my office, specifically mention Dream Fund. Three zero one nine six zero four eight eight one. 301 The reason I'm having a call in my office is because I will Structure, a nice call, and it'll be organized.
1: Sounds great. Mike, I very much appreciate uh, your time and your wisdom. Thank you kindly for coming on the podcast.
0: It, it's, always, it's always a pleasure, Big Mike. You're a good man. I love you and your family, and I'm uh, looking forward to talking to you soon.
1: Thank you kindly. Thank you for listening to the Big Mike Fun Podcast. To receive your copy of
0: Mike's How to Choose a Smart Real Estate Fund Book, head to bigmikefund.com or visit Amazon and type Mike's Lawtoning. Keep listening and keep investing, Big Mike style. See you on the next episode.